So as a leader, if we leave our people in that situation, we have done a grave disservice to them and their ability to be successful. And that's our fault. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall, I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And thank you for being here, and I hope that you walk away today with something that matters for you as you continue your journey to become a more effective leader. Today we're gonna to talk about clarity. It is one of those things that I watch leaders struggle with. I'm certain I struggle with it myself on occasion. It is something that can either make or break our ability to lead others. Are they clear on what we meant, what we thought, what happens next, what our biggest priorities are? All of these things are hard enough as a leader to figure out. What are my priorities? What should the priorities for the team or the business or the group be? What are the things that we need to spend the most time on or focus most of our energy or attention around? All of these things become, in a lot of ways, our job to guide as a leader. And yet, even after we do all the work to figure these things out, if we don't get clarity among the entire team, among a bigger group, among our function, among our business, then it doesn't matter that we spent the time to figure all those things out. We actually don't get all the benefits of being aligned around a set of things that we care about because our methods and our tools and our processes for creating clarity within the organization weren't good enough to help people align around those things in the same way. And so we get a chance to improve them as leaders. So our conversation today will give you some tools, give you some ways to think about clarity, understand how it happens for a human, and then do the things that cause it to happen more frequently. Hey, if you're not a member of the Leadership Gym yet, let me tell you a little bit about what's in there. Each week we deliver a leadership workout and that's a video and also a leadership fitness plan which is a set of exercises that accompany that video. This means that you as a leader get support with new ideas, new concepts, proven leadership tools, and also some practice time. A way to go through some exercises that cause you to think about your success as a leader and practice ways to achieve more of it. The Leadership Gym is very different than just a place where we toss out ideas. We actually help you do the work so that you can shift your habits and get the results that you want. We also have a live Q&A session and that'll help you get some of your most pressing or challenging leadership questions answered. Or you can just ask more about the questions and the concepts and the processes and the tools that we teach so that you can use these leadership tools to get your best set of results. There are live group video coaching sessions that we conduct that will help you work through any of the specific challenges that you're facing. You get to have live one-on-one -on -one coaching. We do it in a group format so that everybody can learn, but you get to use those opportunities to put your challenges on the table for discussion. One hour a week in the Leadership Gym will completely change the game for you as a leader. 
Choose the workouts that you care about the most. Go through them in sequential order. We have some that are built into bigger courses. Work through those so that they can support you. Roll up your sleeves and become better at leadership. That's why we built the gym and it's waiting there for you so you can create your best future as a leader or so that you can support a team of leaders as they build their best future. I hope you join us there. Go to leadershipgym.com to learn more and become part of the gym with us. Okay, so a while back I was working with a manager and sometimes I get to do work that is vertical in nature. So I get to work with a manager or leader and then I also get to work with an individual that may be reporting to them. And sometimes it's a VP and a director, sometimes it's a director and associate director. But these conversations are really, really interesting to me because I get to see things from more than one side, which means I get to help in different ways. And in one case, I remember working with a manager who was getting ready to go in and give their subordinate, the person that reported to them on their team, a review. And it was really interesting in the conversation as the manager was preparing for that review, they talked about all of the things that they wanted this person to do differently and how they were going to structure the conversation to be very clear and to let them know that their performance was below expectations. It wasn't what the leader thought it should be. They weren't showing up in the way that the leader thought they should. And they were very specific about the examples that they used and the things they wanted to be clear about in this conversation. So after the review, I was having a conversation with the subordinate, with the person on the team and I asked them how did the review go and they said something to the effect of it went pretty well I know there were a few things that I need to clean up or things I need to do differently but all in all it was a pretty good review now we spent some time working on some of the things they wanted to walk away with change think about habits they wanted to shift all of that as I do as part of my coaching but what was really interesting is they walked away with a completely different picture than what I know the manager intended to convey. And every time we do this, we completely diminish our ability to have one, a truthful conversation because we're having it about two different things and we don't get to any alignment around it. And so it's not the same level of truth for both of us. We don't create genuine behavior change in the magnitude that we want because people don't even get to consider pictures of things as we see them. They consider pictures of things as they see them. And what this person walked away with is, I'm doing pretty well, except for these couple of small areas. So when you think about the change they're going to make, is it enough? Is it big enough for them to now reach expectations of that manager in the future? And if they don't, what's the long-term issue there? They're not going to be successful. Even if they think they are, the manager won't. And that's who decides whether or not they get promoted or sometimes even get to keep their job. So they've essentially failed, even though they've done really hard work on things that they thought they were supposed to be working on and on all the things they thought they were supposed to be working on. So as a leader, if we leave our people in that situation, we have done a grave disservice to them and their ability to be successful. And that's our fault. So it's not that we didn't try hard, didn't have good intentions, didn't mean to be clear with them or any of that. It's just that we didn't break down clarity and learn how it happens in humans and then execute in ways as a leader that cause it to happen more frequently and more completely. It's that simple. That's part of our job. 
So we think clarity happens as leaders often when we say it. We focus on what we want to say to create clarity. And the reality is clarity for us does happen when we say it. When I say things, I become more clear about them. When I write things down, I become more clear about them. When I write a blog post, I begin to smooth some of the rough edges off of my thoughts around a certain subject, or I have to deal with conflicting thoughts that I have and how to work through that. That's all really good work for any of us to do about any concept we want to get more clarity around. Clarity for us happens when we say it, when we write it, when we think about it, when we spend time on it when we discuss it with others. That's simple. However, that's clarity for us. Think about the person we're trying to give clarity to or create clarity for. Clarity for them happens the same way when they say it, when they write it, when they think about it, when they spend time discussing it in a two-way conversation. So clarity means helping people understand our mental picture of what we mean, but we do it in a way that is not designed at all to help people get clear, because it's about listening, which means they interpret as they listen in their way, based on their experiences, based on their own thoughts and beliefs. It's kind of like that old telephone game where by the time I put my picture through their process of filtration and understanding and consideration, it comes out as a very different picture. It's kind of like if, if you ask 10 people to paint a picture of a sunset, how different would their sunsets be? Even though everybody was clear on what a sunset was, you wouldn't get a lot of pictures that looked all that close to each other. Some might be brighter, some might be bigger, some might be further away, some might be over an ocean, some might be over mountains. There'd be tons of differences in the pictures, even though all of them were a sunset. I think about that example because several years ago, my wife and I went to this class, this painting class where you drink some wine and paint some stuff. And you get to do it with people that know a whole lot more about painting than I ever will. Uh, and certainly more than I already do because I know nothing about painting and now I know slightly more than nothing but still really really close to nothing about painting but as we were doing this we actually took a picture they ask you to bring a picture and we both took the same picture that we had taken on vacation of a beautiful sunset and we painted these and we painted them side by side and sometimes the artist would come over and help us and think about how to add colors or how to make this look a certain way or how to cause light to show up in the picture which was really amazing I don't know how people do that kind of stuff and understand it at that level but anyway we ended up with very different pictures hers the Sun was much bigger and the water was a little different color and had a deeper mine looked more like it was at night and later in the sunset and so the water was kind of a blacker look and and you could say mine wasn't as good as hers in fact that would probably be accurate but the point is our pictures in our minds even when looking at one were, were different and then we ran into difficulties as we were painting that caused us to change things oh I put too much of this color in here well I'll make it look like this this will still be good or still be sunsetish even if it's not exactly like the picture well people do that too so they will have some changes based in what you said some changes to what you said based on their interpretation of what you meant 
And, and this can happen, especially depending on the words we use, and I'll come back to that in a second. And then they'll have some changes that are based on the execution. So I think I understand something, and then as I get into it, I realize, oh, wow, there's more I need to know about this, or more I wasn't aware of, or more I need to learn, or some things that are different than what I thought they were gonna look like. That happens too. So we make changes to the thing the leader wanted us to do, both in our interpretation of it and then as we get into the execution of it. Ever watch one of those videos on YouTube where you think you know how to fix something and you watch the video and you go, okay, I got it. And then as soon as you start tearing the thing apart, uh, you notice that, uh, wow, I don't got it because I don't know where this wire goes <laughs> and I have to go back and watch the video again. The thing is when we're working with a team of people, they may or may not have the opportunity to get back in a conversation with us and say, wait, what did you mean by this? Or they may be up against a deadline, we may not be available, or there may be more risk. Oh, I should have remembered this right off, and so I'll just try and figure it out on my own rather than go back to my manager and look stupid. So there's lots of things that get in the way of clarity. And back to that thing that I mentioned a minute ago about the words that we use, even when we provide clarity, think about how open to interpretation most of them are. You're doing a good job. Oh, I could interpret that as I'm doing a great job. Or I could interpret it as, wow, I'm not doing a great job. I'm only doing a good job. That's not good. That'll depend on my own self-esteem and competence and history level and what my parents taught me and all of that. This needs some improvement. Well, that could mean it's 10% off the mark or 90% off the mark, depending on how people interpret it. I want you to be more diligent Oh, wow, he doesn't think I care about my work. She's worried about my ability to even do this role. We could go into lots of places with that. Or we could think, all right, I just need a few more seconds of diligence on this task. You need to pay more attention to detail. Same thing. You need to communicate more clearly. What the heck does that mean? And in most of these kinds of phrases, words, things that we use for people to help them understand what we're thinking and what we're mean, we actually do the opposite. Because what do I do when people say you need to communicate more clearly? Wait, what's my first step to more clear communication? It's actually what we're dealing with right here. But you may not know yet. What's my first step to more clear communication? We've talked about how things get misinterpreted most of the time for us as leaders, but you may or may not know what that means you need to go do differently next. We know that all of these things can happen. We know that people can misinterpret or they can shift during the execution of it and have to improvise and get away from clarity there. So remember we said that clarity for them happens when they see it, write it, or think about it. So we have to make sure that we do the things that cause them to say, write, or think about it. We have to make sure that the people that are executing are clear, not us. We always think we are clear. That's us talking about it. We don't even get clarity because of what we hear as a human. We get clarity because of the thoughts we think because of what we hear or see or read or any of those things. So we are much better off understanding their thoughts and then adding to them adjusting them or complementing their thoughts about what they want to do different based on ours. So we add a little color to their picture. We can do that much more easily than we can instruct them to paint our picture. All right, so a couple of things that we want to make sure we do. 
learn their picture of things first and then add to them or enhance them. Hey, how do you think you did with this project? Are there places you wish you'd spent a little more time or got a little closer to the details on this? How many challenges did you face doing it? Were you confident in the way you approached it or did you have lots of questions? We can use questions like that to see what their picture is because they may say, boy, you know what, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the details here nearly enough. And maybe that's because I thought I was, I had to be rushed. I needed to get it in quicker. I wasn't going to be fast enough. If I paid attention to the detail, great. We can help address all of that. We can say, okay, what do you think is more important? Getting it in according to the deadline I assigned you or somebody else did or getting it right. And secondarily, how do you communicate to people if you know that you need to spend a little more time on it to make it your best? And in which cases does work need to be your best? And in which cases does work need to be pretty good and on time? Let's talk about that. But we're working with their picture of it, not ours. So the artist could come over and look at my painting and say, okay, maybe try this. Great, he's not saying, no, now go paint a ship on the ocean because you're painting a sunset. Well, that's a lot of work. I don't know how to get there, what kind of ship. All of these things crop up and slow me down. But if he's able to say, hey, add a little more color right here and it will look like light on the water, I can do that. I can already see it. We're already looking at my picture as we work. So make sure that you're doing that. Use clarifying questions at the end of a coaching conversation or in any kind of interaction. One of the things that you could do if you did it consistently as a leader, it would dramatically change the amount of clarity that you get is, hey, tell me what you're walking away with from our discussion and what you intend to do because we had a chance to talk about this. Well, they may or may not come back with something that you think is even accurate or close to what you would want them or intend for them to do to be at their best. This is a chance to have a conversation about their picture. Ask people to tell you what things mean to them. Hey, so I just said I thought you needed to be a little more diligent around this. What do you think that means to you? Like, how do you go do that? Or I've delivered my vision for this team in terms of the things that are most important and where we want to go and who we want to be as a group of people. What do you think about that? Tell me what you walk away with or what you hear or what you think you do because of that vision. What's most important about it to you? Our thoughts have to shift from let me be clear which is a word you hear lots of leaders say. All right, let me be clear about this. I say it myself a lot. Let me be clear here. We want to shift that thinking to let me help you be clear here. You're the one doing the work. You're the one who has to go execute after this conversation. You're the one who has to make human behavior change happen for yourself. So it's more important that you're clear than it is that I'm clear, I'm gonna go back and do something else or coach someone else or go work on something else that's my own. You are left with this conversation to guide you. And if you don't have clarity, you can't do good work, or at least you can't do work that met the expectations of the people who wanted you to have clarity around it. So think about some of these tools. Work with their picture. Find out what their picture is of success, of the next project, of the way they shift or how they change things. Then add to it. Help add color to their picture with your own thoughts or ideas. 
and then use questions, especially at the end of conversations, to make sure there's clarity from their point of view, not from your point of view. Take some of those things and try to apply them in the way that you work with people. See what happens. See how often you find out along the way that, boy, they weren't clear and they were beginning to walk away or about to walk away with a very different picture than I thought they had in their head. And now if people execute poorly, I get even more frustrated as a leader. I was really clear with them and they're still not getting this right. Well, you were clear with you. It's time to figure out how to build sets of skills that allow us to more consistently also be clear with them. All right, go try those things. Go lead differently if you can. Go add more clarity to the conversations that you have and go make a difference. 